Hello. Welcome to ListCast. Where the best things in the world come to be judged. With your host, Adam Todd Brown. Hey, everybody. Welcome to ListCast. A competitive list building show. I'm Adam and I have a British accent for this episode. I don't think I can keep that going much longer. Oh, I really wanted you to. I'm all tobaccoed up right now. You're all tobaccoed up. Like when Patrick Swayze almost crashed his plane. Remember that? And they were like, he was being loopy at the, when, when we, <laughs> well, I when bet we he arrived. Was. And it was because he had tobacco poisoning. He had been like... Wait, for serious He was chain smoking because he almost crashed his plane and it was like a long drawn out ordeal. Patrick Swayze. So what was this? The Swayze. That's yeah. when he got cancer, was hotboxing it in that plane that almost crashed. That mm. we can pinpoint it to that exact yep. moment. What was exactly. when the cancer said, it's time. Yep. Hey. 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 Brett Raider is here. Hey. Look at him. He's right there. Returning champion in case anyone thought Brett was never coming back. Hey. That's Joe K. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hey, what are we talking about today? The Great American Musical. I'll run through the rules quick just for anyone who's never listened to this podcast before. And I mean- which. I mean, what are you doing? I mean, this is already a part two of a of a series of musicals, so I don't know why this would be the first one that you would ever hear. I know you think you'd listen to part one. Maybe. Why don't you? You know, you never know. Sometimes it just falls into your lap. Once you find it on uh, all the things, you accidentally click on something. Yeah. So normally three people bring five picks each. We don't have a third guest for this today. I mean, I could be the third guest, but I don't fuck with music. You know nothing. Yeah, I'm way too. I'm way too masculine to watch musicals. Wow. No such thing. Right? Everyone agree? No? Okay. I just don't fuck. I've never, like, I've <laughs> seen a couple, but I just, I, I don't, it's never fucking resonated with me. So, well, you're wrong, but that's fine. So, everyone's allowed to be. Instead of there being three guests, the uh, third guest is the listeners. <gasps> you at home. You. Oh, you. At home. Wow. I be reached great. out. That's exciting. I reached out before this episode and said, send me your picks. For best musical, and maybe I'll pick it, and maybe I'll mention your name on the show when I read your words about it. I'm gonna have very little opinions today. Yeah, all of these opinions are the opinions of the audience. And then me and Brett are just gonna be yelling they, at an audience. Do they write? Yeah. Do they write like a defensive of their choice, or are you just gonna say what they chose? And we're just gonna be like, oh no. shit, oh. Some of them are very long defenses. Oh boy, and some are oh, shorter. Boy. Oh, after everyone goes through their their picks, that'll give us a list of fifteen. That's way too fucking many. Yeah. So then we all take turns cutting two from the list. Snip, yes. Snip. Am I even cutting, or should you no, two cut no. three? You're not allowed to cut. Okay, mm-hmm. so you two cut three each, and then I'll do the save. Hey. And that saves me a lot of time. And then we let the audience vote, and whoever the audience picks, that's the winner. Brett's going to go first. All right. So I listened to the. Uh, I. You made me. I listened to a full podcast with Danger on it. Oh my just god! Just so I can know. Wow! Just so I could know what you guys chose in the previous so episode. This rivalry. And I didn't <laughs> want to pick any repeats, but I picked one. I picked one. I didn't pick Avenue Q. I didn't pick the Book of Mormon. I didn't pick shows that I like. I picked a show that I fucking love. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh. A show that I love and but also teaches you that love is not a constant thing in this world and that human relationships, ah, adult relationships, okay. are difficult. The last five years. I implore you, dear listener. Devastating. To go find the last five years on Spotify. There's an Anna Kendrick movie that came out like four or five it's years fine. ago. 
It's fine. It's fine. You need to get that OCT. Yeah, original cast recording. Sher- Adam. You need to get that original. But cast why? Re- why would OCT be original cast recording? OCR. Oh yeah, OCR. Okay. I got confused with. We're both we're both soundtrack. fucked up here. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. You need to go. You got to get that Sherry Renee Scott peering mm-hmm. through the coffee shop window to Norbert Leo Butts. Here's the thing about some musical cast recordings: you listen to it and you're like, "Well, I don't really know what's quite happening in between the songs." Shit is obviously changing. It's just songs. It's just like twelve or so songs. It's like maybe like in like seventy minutes, seventy five minutes. Yeah, it's a, it's a one way, act for sure. It's a one act show. You listen to it. Everything that's in the show is in the soundtrack. You listen mm-hmm. to it. It's about a relationship from the first date. Until they get divorced five years later, that's all you need to know. Was I the one that brought this one up in the in the first episode? Because I'm like, I think we, because I I remember saying a lot of this. Say like, if you have 75 minutes to kill and you want to check out one of these musicals without seeing it, without watching it, without being able to go see it. I mean, they do productions of it every once in a while because there's literally, literally everywhere. That show is what like 16 years old. Yeah, it and is done everywhere. And also, there's only two people in the cast, so it's like a relatively small production. But if if you really want to experience something that I Brett, a voice that you have trusted for many years. Just <laughs> if you want to just really listen to something or, or consume something that I really can't recommend enough, it's just it's just really expertly crafted and, and just really touching and beautiful. Story. Like Ryan Adams' remake of Taylor Swift's 1989. Oh boy. Anyways, that's the last five years. Moving on, I really uh, recommend it. Should I, I? I'll go next. Okay. Yeah. I'll get. I'll, I'll get the obvious one out of the way. Oh boy. Danger. Despite being so angry. That this was kicked off the list last time. I'm sure that's not going to happen. No, this we're week. definitely not going to do that this time. No, that would be no, no, fucking. No, 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 no. That would be insane. Hamilton is Danger's pick, mm. and this is what he sent me for oh. it. Very brief. My thoughts on Hamilton are that it's a complete show, listenable on CD. Oh, you don't, yeah, no one uses compact discs anymore. Danger, come on. You don't have to see the show to know it in its entirety. It starts off about the birth of America, and then somehow gets. Bigger than that. Life and death. Who lives? Who dies? Who tells your story? Wow, way to quote the show there, Danger. It's an alternative music musical written by a master of that medium. Definitely not alternative. I wouldn't call uh, it alternative is the ge- not the genre. I mean, I also don't can, recognize him as a master of the medium. I recognize him as a dude who wrote one play that a lot of people liked. Yeah, and he and he wrote the music to um, a kind of a middle of the road Disney. Oh Disney. wow! Okay, that's <laughs> absolutely uh, uh, just like right on target. I love Moana. Uh, that's fine. Oh Moana. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wrote all the music for <laughs> yeah, that. No, I was gonna say Lin Manuel Miranda. He's but got a to, name. He, I, I'll say the exact same thing I said beforehand. I, I think In the Heights is better. Uh, I think it's a stronger show. And that's all I have to say. We have to finish this. Yeah, this I have to creed. finish. There's 75 more pages left. It's an alternative <laughs> music musical written by a master of that medium <laughs> using the language of pop music to tell a captivating story. Andrew Lloyd Webber uses pop music, but his stories are fucking inane. Fight me, Hamilton. Uh, good I mean, we'll, we'll good yeah, okay. The defense is out there. We'll talk. We'll 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 talk about it later. What's everyone's thoughts on the defense of it? Any thoughts? Um, Iron Man is a good movie. Fight me. <laughs> 
I mean, no, it's concise. It's there. I mean, it was on the last episode. I don't know if we need to listen anymore. I've had literally everyone in the world tell me how this is the greatest musical. And I even went through a long phase where I was telling everybody this is the greatest musical. And now after all that hype has died down, even internally and is kind of with the world now, you know, we have hits that have come out since then. Uh, I think we can all kind of agree that it's like, no, yeah, 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 it's really, really good. It's entertaining. Uh, people are gonna buy tickets forever. It's yeah, gonna it's be gonna... a cultural icon. It definitely is like part. Uh, it, it made a major mark uh, in the in the zeitgeist. But but does that make it a good musical? Because in the end of his, this is Phantom the of the of... Opera did the same thing, and Phantom is bleh, Cats did the same thing. And I'm not trying to say like because Cats and I okay, I'll stop because Cats and Phantom are actual garbage, and Hamilton's a good show. But I don't know if it's it, also not the end of like Broadway, like the history of Broadway. No, where it was, is like, definitely when it came out, people were like, all right, well, we don't have to make musicals anymore because Hamilton came out. But then but like mm. my argument is that like, oh, this is so new. This is so exciting. I'm like, yeah, but it also happened nine years ago in, in the Heights. And when that happened, that was when we can all be like, holy fuck, yeah. this is so new. And. Change and I think that's ultimately why In the Heights got into the top five the last yeah. time and Hamilton didn't. Well, also because we got it, but uh, I got yeah. it because I think In the Heights is a better show and will always kind of be. All right, Joe, what's your first pick? Uh, I'll get my uh, one like really iconic one out of the way, uh, the one that should be no surprise to anybody. That's Little Shop of Horrors. Um, I mean, what what to say about this show? I mean, it. We all know it originated for in like 1960 from uh, from the film The Little Shop of Horrors with Jack Nicholson, uh, and then I only know it as a Rick Moranis film, and then became then Which was the really movie. Good. And I want what was when was the I movie? Six or seven? Eighty six. Yeah, it was eighty six. Yeah. Everyone right. knows Little Shop of Horrors. Like that is a quick because it's also like one of those. It's kids first musical in a high school like it's so many high schools yeah. rent that plant and will do little shop they'll spend their whole budget on getting that fucking plant puppet uh yeah and the songs in there are just Great. it's a banger after banger after banger like skid row is i still i get chills every number. time i listen to, yeah. to skid row somewhere that's green we know that like everyone knows that so like it's one of those suddenly songs that Seymour. Like, I see people do suddenly see or granted we're in LA but like people do suddenly see more at karaoke at, literally like, you, yeah no well like and it's it's also got it's become such a thing that it's parodied so often like the songs itself are not even like they are parody in shows like Family Guy they've done it I think like three times they've made Little Shop of Horror song references specifically yeah uh, but I, you yeah. know, how many musicals like truly like get to a level of being culturally parodied all over, and they're actually good. Yeah. Like it's not like how Cats is parodied all the time, but as a joke, people are like write this piece yeah. of shit. <laughs> remember when we decided this was okay? Yeah, remember and when Ronald we allowed Reagan? this for twenty five <laughs> fucking years? If you're listening to this, you probably know and love Little Shop, and I, yeah. you know, I don't really it's have a good that pick. much. Brett, what's your next pick? Let's stay broad. Broad, broad. Um, I'm gonna do Les Mis. Okay, and never heard of it. It's like it's it's almost entirely sung through. They made a movie of it somewhat recently with uh, Hugh Jackman. The movie's ass. I the movie's not. I've good. heard oh, bad things. I really just. I here's the tea about that movie. If they had just not had Russell Crowe there, that act, that honest to God, he brings that movie down so hard because oh, yeah. it could have been 
passable without him. But with him, it's like, this is so eye-rolly. If you took him out, replaced him with literally anybody that can actually sing, I think it's actually a fairly decent adaptation just because the voices yeah. are beautiful outside also, it's, of it's just the story is like the show is like three hours long I, I i think what partially works about lame is is that like you have the sort of like up and down of the first act mm-hmm. and then you can go like grab a drink for 20 minutes and <laughs> yeah. like chill like this is a long long ass show three and, and a half hours two intermissions this show ah. has been done this show is done, you know really really popular it's I, like it's, seeing the fucking eagles gonna, but if you have but the thing is it's if you are not familiar with the show other than the poster or, or that this movie came out, I've seen this show a few times, and every time I see the show, I weep. Yeah, it's really... It is the music, the story of this man and, and his redemption. It is so fucking beautiful. I just... I don't know. Every time I see the show, I, I weep. It, you know, and when something affects me like that, I'm going to say it on a podcast about musicals. Yeah, yeah, it's I love it. It's, it's redemption, place. it's redemption through revolution and yeah, it's, it's just got it's got these epic epic songs and and every time every time you open up and you see the barricade, it is breathtaking. I don't care what level of production you're seeing. Yeah. Like it's one of those everybody will throw the money. It's just like how in a production seen, of Little Shop everyone throws the money to the plant in Les Mis everyone throws their money at making this giant barricade made yeah. of like chairs and tables and ah uh, ah uh. I've seen multiple high school productions of this show that have made me weep mm-hmm. like even, <laughs> this show is just written the music is written so beautifully and the story is is just so great I, you know if you if you don't know it I promise it's coming to a city near you soon it's one of the most successful musicals ever, but also, mm-hmm. you know, it's got the weird title. It's about French people. You know, it seems like it's a bit it's about more, French people. It seems like it's a <laughs> bit more heavy lifting than uh, than it is. But man, it's it's like just a it's an epic. It's a classic. That's a good pick, Billy Beck. You all know Billy Beck. Hi, he sent Billy. this via email. Best musical ever. Tick tick boom. Yes, it's punctuated that way. Uh, it was written by the guy who did Rent, but five-ish years prior. It's autobiographical about John turning 30 in 1990 New York City and how he's handling it. The music is fantastic, and it's not that long, so it's easy to watch or listen to, unlike Les Mis. Plus, he kind of predicts his own death at one point. It's weird. I don't know the show very well. I, I am very vaguely familiar with it. I've listened to the music like in high school when I was going through my rent phase. Uh, I don't I, know. It never it never really maybe I should listen to it now, now that I'm like a grown a grown ass adult that loves uh, bare bones musicals. So like I'm sure I might yeah, enjoy it a, a lot more. And if it's about the sort of adult thing of like, oh, if it's about a gay man a, turning thirty in New York, like and trying and having like that crisis, LA, like oh oh okay hi me I'm yeah it's like oh twenty eight gay dealing with it like what's going on yeah I, I'm sure I would actually enjoy it yeah. probably enjoy it a lot more than Rent yeah I mean nothing can get that popular without having a, a few bangers in it L- yeah it definitely does but I don't know it just like wasn't. out tonight is a fucking banger of a song like it's it's exciting <laughs> no there's some there's some out of context I like the music yeah yeah so um sure so yeah uh I don't really I'm not gonna fight the audience on that mm-hmm. good shit good shit though I really like that I that was an out of left field choice I wasn't expecting to see that thanks 
Oh, you're welcome. All right, Joe, what's your next pick? Let's see. My next pick will be, how about next to normal? We have a lot of devastatingly sad stories in our picks today. Well, wait till I get to RFK, the musical. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, so like, so next to normal uh, is uh, a musical from two, th- when did it go Six, on Broadway? Seven. 2009. 2009, okay. it was on Broadway. And it's about a woman... Uh, a mother of two who in the suburb in a suburb of Seattle uh, who is dealing with bipolar disorder and wanting to go off her medication because because it it, it allows her to feel things um, and and there's some tr- family drama everyone in the family tragedy. has something going yeah. on it's a it's a show that explores mental illness like the mother's dealing with bipolar the father's dealing with undiagnosed depression uh, the daughter I mean is for sure also dealing with bipolar disorder because bipolar disorder is severely genetic I know I have it I am one right so uh, that show really hits me in a place to be like, oh, wow, yeah, I know all of these feelings. Um, and then there's the son. There's the son who's the golden child, and the daughter is like, she feels like she, yeah. she has to live up to these impossible expectations because of how much her yeah. parents like just love the, her older brother, the golden man of the, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it is a rough show. It's sad, but my God, is that music it's, beautiful? It's powerful. Um, and yeah. the and the the team that wrote it went on to do uh, Dear Evan Hansen, which mm-hmm. all which I almost brought in today, almost. And I was like, ah, next to normal is just just inched it out for me because it's like, fuck, this show is so sad. I implore you to all go listen to it. Uh, yeah. So next to normal, that's my next sounds one. like a good pick, Brett. What do you got next? All right. Spring Awakening nice. is a musical. Spring Awakening was a play. Let, let's get some background on Spring Awakening. Yeah, please. As yeah, a this work. is a... So in the 1890s, this guy... Going Friedekin, way back. Yep, yep, yep. Friedekin goes, writes this play called Spring Awakening. It's a German play. This comes out in the 1890s, mm-hmm. and this play is about teens fucking getting pregnant, having abortions, having suicide. This play is... Is fucking having but, but suicide. Having suicide. suicide. <laughs> this shit is like the OC for German theater in the late in the 1890s. This play comes out and it's yeah. like about young people having sex, about like about like being 15 and like telling your parents to go fuck off. And like it seems tame as shit to us, but in the 1890s, this play comes out and it blows crazy. It blows fucking minds because it's like Riverdale. It's like it's like 90210. It's like. It's very current. It's very. They're literally doing things in that play that you still can't get away with depicting on network television today. Like, which is insane. And it's about. And people were like, why make content for teens? Like, now it's like the only content is for teens. Mm -hmm. But in the 1890s, everyone's like. Unheard of. Anyways, this play comes out and it's like hot gold because it's about like young teens like getting naked and doing it. And like, (laughs) it's about teen drama. This, the musical, there's a musical they. Uh, Duncan Cheek writes an adaptation of this play as a musical in 2006, 2007 <laughs> time. What? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The cast of it is Jonathan Groff. Yeah, these are all kids. Th- listen to this, this fucking cast. Is Jonathan Groff of like Mine Hunter and and yeah. Frozen. Leah Michelle, Leah Michelle of Glee. Of Glee. I'm into John that. Gallagher Jr. John Gallagher Jr. This play comes out, and two years later, everyone in the cast of this is on Glee. So, no. so. 
not that I I really don't like Glee, but I'm just saying that this was first this season of Glee com- was pretty good. Yeah, no, first season of Glee so is fucking musical, great. This yeah. musical comes out, it takes the immediacy of like teens just like being 15 and needing to fuck or mm-hmm. like dealing with pregnancy or dealing with whatever in a world where like, no one's teaching them any of this either. Yeah, exactly. So it still takes place in the 1890s and stuff like that, even though the setting doesn't. It's not like very pastoral or anything, but the music is all like. 2000s pop music. It is like Carly Rae Jepsen uh, fucking... I would say less Carly Rae because I think there's sure. just... It's a lot more... I would say it's like pop rock. Less pop, more on sure. the leaders. It's Duncan yeah. Sheik music. If sure. If you like... But it's not... Yeah, it's pop rock. Sure, sure. But it's it's a very contemporary 2000s just like pop music about being young and being in love. And it is... The music is incredible if you like... It's not musical music. It is yeah. It is contemporary pop rock music. I would just check out a few songs even if you don't want to listen to the whole musical. Because there are definitely some songs that are, you know... A little, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Towards the end, it gets a little... But, yeah, it gets a little... But, um, the third act, but... It is fantastic. I highly recommend it. It was very popular. It won Best Music. When it came out, there are definitely tours of it. I would really, really recommend it, especially if you like more contemporary music. The lyrics in the music are all contemporary. It's like I go to my room, I put the stereo on and like feel stuff. Yeah. But, but the play is they pull is, out they pull out fucking hand mics from like their suit jackets yeah, and we'll just like, start doing the it's number. It's such a great juxtaposition and it really captures this sort of feeling of this play that comes out 120 years earlier, like blowing up <sighs> European theater because it's mm. about teens having sex. It sounds like a good pick. Yeah. yeah. I'll check it out. The next pick from the audience, Joseph in the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. From Super Fudge. From Super Fudge. I love it. It's one of those musicals that's all songs, no dialogue. So depending on where you're coming from, that's either great or fucking horrible. Dialogue and musicals are often fucking cringeworthy, and nobody remembers what they liked about the dialogue in a musical. It's almost always the songs... Then things like costumes and set design and shit. The show is designed to pop colors, and it does when it's done right. So that takes care of the set design aspect. As far as the songs go, whether or not you're a fan of Andrew Lloyd Webber, this musical is a set of some of his absolute best work. The songs are absolutely killer and span in genre from heartfelt ballad to belting power to crooning country, to French folk songs. It's got a goddamn amazing contract, and I'll put it up against any of the other picks. SpongeBob, SquarePants, The Musical. So, I know what you're thinking. Huh? What? That show's got to be annoying. Uh, let me tell you, when I say <laughs> it is the... I've huh? seen it, I saw Not it. when you put it that way. <laughs> I saw it twice on Broadway, and it is legitimately the most... Some of the most fun I've ever ever had in a theater like 100% it started in 2014 with the flaming lips they were the first uh musical act to sign on to this so what's interesting about they've been, this they've is been hovering around musicals for decades for now. decades they've been like really trying to get they into, also yeah. wrote all the music for the spongebob squarepants movie they are like famously they are tied in with the spongebob brand they love it anyway um so what's interesting about this show is that every single track every musical number is written by a different musical act so you've got the flaming lips you've got sarah Bareilles, you've got uh what's another good one they might be giants panic at the disco cindy lopper it it's spa- it runs the gamut of musical styles like you're saying for technicolor dream code it's like oh no 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 spongebob squarepants musical don't 100% question me just 
it, it it is every song is a banger. It's all so fun and it's so sweet. And at the heart of it is this beautiful message about uh, living in the moment. Look like loving the person next to you they tackle huge issues in this show for like what is essentially what you it is disguised as a children's show that really beautifully gives messages about race uh protecting the environment gender it it is uh fucking wild so uh the sets it's all made from recycled materials and uh things that would be considered ocean trash and then all of the costumes it's not like a giant foam spongebob like walking around uh it's all like very conceptual and interesting like sandy is played by lily cooper from spring awakening and she has like her natural hair like in an afro and that's like representing Sandy's like helmet that she wears. Oh yeah. Um, and so the, and there's also, like I said, it deals with race. There's a whole thing about like, we can't trust land animals and she, you know, they, they, with that whole thing, it's like, Ooh, you're a dirty land, land mammal. We can't trust you. And it's like, Oh boy, this is really, you never really thought about it until you have that being shouted at a black person on stage where you're like, Oh boy. Th- yeah. This is a children's show. And it's dealing with a real, with this gorgeous allegory. Um, but the story of it all is that there's a volcano about to go off. It's about to be the end of the world. And it's up to SpongeBob, Patrick, and Sandy to stop this volcano from erupting and save the world. So SpongeBob SquarePants the Musical, get out there, listen to it. It's the best. Sounds like a good pick. What's your next pick? Your penultimate. All right. Uh, let's talk about Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson. Let's do that. Interesting, because I've only ever heard of this show. I saw it thrice. Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson is... A very silly musical about a very serious topic. The rise of American populism, a.k.a. fascism. Did that happen? Has that happened? I don't know. Weird. Go on. Look in the mirror. As the show asks, look in the mirror, America. This is... If the um, if Spring Awakening is a pop rock musical, Bloody Bloody Andrew Jackson is an emo rock musical. It is a very it, the the tone of it. It's one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. The tone of it is very um, Phil Lord and Chris Miller sort mm-hmm. of like Lego Movie, Twenty One Jump Street, Clone High, just like very very irreverent. It is a musical about the life of Andrew Jackson, who at the end is either posited as one of America's greatest presidents or the American version of Hitler. And you have to decide. It's so funny, but all the songs are like, I mean, the first line of the, the first line of the first song of the musical is this guy being like, why wouldn't you ever go with me in school? And all the, <laughs> all the, all the, all the songs are just this like over the top oh, man, sort of this. like mid two thousands emo rock and so we have this yeah. funny, funny just musical about like the, how fucked up these presidents were and how fucked up politics were in the early 1800s. And it ends with this guy who's on your 20. Some people like him because he went around saying, let's get rid of all the Indians, much like a current president saying, let's get rid of all the Mexicans or let's get rid of all the Arabs or this or that. Right. It's, um, it's, it's really fantastic. It's one of my favorite shows. Nice. Cool. Good pick. All right, the next to last audience pick comes from Anthony T, if that is your real last name. (laughs) Tony T. And he picks Fun Home. Hi, ATB. Hello. I think a great pick for one of your best musicals, musicals of all time would be Fun Home. It's the story of Alison Bechdel through three different stages in her life, told by adult Alison in a non-linear fashion. It centers on her childhood, 
where she lives with her family and helps around the family business, the Bechdel Funeral Home, the titular fun home, and also on her time in college coming to terms with her sexuality and identification as a lesbian. Fun Home focuses on Allison's relationship with her father, a forced closeted gay man, and how that both impacts her own identity and how it causes problems for him and the family as the musical progresses. At the time it was released in 2015, it was the first Broadway musical with an openly lesbian protagonist. And at the Tonys that year, it took home multiple awards, including Best Original or Best Musical and Best Original Score. Will it win this list, Cast? Maybe. Probably not. Oh, don't sell yourself short. Based on popularity of some of the other yeah, musicals don't. on the list. But I think it at least deserves a shout out for being such a more modern, differently structured, incredibly emotional, beautiful musical. Seriously. The last half hour or so of this thing is a real tearjerker. Mm -hmm. Thanks for your consideration, Anthony T. Tony T. Yeah, I love it. It's a great story that is told very quickly, and you get it. Like it, yeah. it's yeah. I I love that show. So you'll yeah. you'll have no arguments from me on that. I'm glad I picked that one. So yeah. Will it win best too. musical? Probably not. <laughs> Joe, what's your next to last um, pick? So my penultimate, I'll make it no surprise to anybody, is on my t-shirt, Once on this Island. Uh, I absolutely love this show. The original cast was from uh, 1990, my birth year, so it has a little special place in my heart of being my favorite musical from my birth year. Uh, and then it was uh, it had its revival in 2017, and then it won the Tony for Best Revival uh, last year. And it's based on a book from 1985 uh, that takes place in the French Antilles, and it is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful love story uh, that takes like kind of that from the Wikipedia. I was like, oh yeah, it does take a little some elements from like The Little Mermaid and uh, other Hans Christian Andersen fairy tales and stuff that uh, about a young woman uh, named Simone who uh, as a small child was saved by the gods uh, from drowning in the ocean uh, just because the gods are like, she's a small, like I, I honestly forget exactly what makes them be like, yeah, we'll just save this kid. But it's like, oh, she's destined for greatness. So we should save her. Uh, and what it like, she finds that her purpose is then she saves the life of uh of a of one of the rich people on the island, like yeah. there's the super rich and the super poor. So anyway, so this this peasant girl falls in love with a rich man whose life she saves, and then like he's taken back to you know his like kingdom or what like or just actually it's a giant hotel because it's just it's a island in the French Antilles, so it's like his family owns this giant resort, uh, and it's like her journey then to go. And be like, do you you have to remember me. I saved your life. He's like, I was in a coma. I don't know who you are. And it's it's a devastating love story. Beautiful, beautiful love story. And also, bangers comes out of the gate swinging like with this huge, huge, huge number. Which I was I love a good full cast number at the beginning mm, that just yeah. gets you fucking. Pumped. It's called We Dance. It like literally gets you fucking. Pumped. I don't know if it's the greatest musical of all time. Will it win best musical? Will it win best musical? Probably, Probably, Probably not. not. But Probably. I think it really deserves a shout out out there. And if you haven't gotten into this, I really think you you really should. Because nice. God, tragic love stories are always fun to listen to. Brett, what is your final pick? Uh, so yeah, we're kind of run, we're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel of Brett's uh, musical knowledge. Uh, so Cabaret, uh, Candor and Ebb musical. Uh, they've written many musicals that you have heard of, uh, including uh, Chicago. Is that right? A few other ones. I think Anyways, so. Yeah. Uh, Cabaret is a story about um, 
just about a nightclub in early uh, early 1930s Germany and um, some bad some bad folk who start coming into that nightclub <laughs> and um, <laughs> ha- having some ideas about about um, racial purity and well, I certainly such. hope they were treated civilly when they walked into that. <laughs> nightclub. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, it's it's um hear them out. <laughs> anyways, there's so, there, there's two there are two sides. <laughs> So it's just about this nightclub, and and there's just the story of like this American guy goes to the nightclub, and he's trying to write. It's like kind of dumb, but like that's a good show though. Like, but it's a really good show. It's great, but ba- the bangers in that show. Now we're talking about bangers. This show is all bangers, baby. Baby. Fucking. There's a fucking song just called Wilk. The opening number. Welcome. It's like a nine minute song where a character is just introducing various like Welcome. players at the fucking thing who like <laughs> who aren't in characters in the show or anything. And it's like, oh, that's Frenchy. He just does this. And it's like, who fucking cares? The song fuck. The show fucking bangs. The show slaps. <laughs> but anyways. Movie, movie in the seventies with Liza Minnelli and Joel Gray. I know Joel Gray won an Oscar. Uh, I don't know if Liza won an Oscar for it. But it's it's really good and um, it's really good. Really, really great songs, memorable songs. But what you gotta hear, my friend, friend, what you gotta hear is the nineteen ninety eight revival starring Alan Cumming. He's like ultra sexual. Like this guy <laughs> is fucking sex. You watch him on The Good Wife or whatever, and you're like, oh, he's the funny little Irish fella. No, he's. Fucking great on the Good Wife. I know he's great on the. I've never. Wrong I haven't you. seen a second of the Good Don't Wife. You bring that to my house. Alan Cumming is cabaret. If you like Alan Cumming, I mean, also with Liza and Liza. No, yeah, but if you, I'm, I'm saying, but I, I think the 1998 version is, but like the songs oh, they true, add, true, 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 true. the songs they add to it's the 98 version are like, and the all songs for they the sort MC. of change. Yeah, like the song. I think the, the show is better. Yeah, than the 98 version. So cabaret, that's a good pick. Yeah, it's a really good pick. The last pick from the audience is Rocky Horror Show, show which <laughs> I did not even know was 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 two different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a pick from Geoff. We all love it. Uh, if not, fuck it, just go watch the Rocky Horror. I don't show like it movie. that much, but I've seen. I've I, I saw the movie at a. It's mid- culturally iconic. Can you describe like, how it's different from the movie at all? Um. So. I mean, it's not, there's not really that much different. That's the thing is that like, it's pretty much the like same sexy, thing. It's like a sexy meatloaf haunted house. It's a, a sexy meatloaf haunted house. I am. Except the bad kind of meatloaf. And that's why I don't like it. I can't fuck with meatloaf. The loaf or the singer? The singer I can't uh, fuck with. You feel like you'd be <laughs> a meatloaf guy. Are you out of your fucking mind? Meatloaf? No. I would I like know. musicals if I liked meatloaf probably. Yeah. I mean, just. He's like a very, I mean, oh, he's in it, but like that just stands out. Like all the music just kind of feels like Meatloaf songs. Yeah. Um, I think there's also like, there's a couple of songs that are in the show that are not in the movie. As most musical movies go, like not everything is going to be in there. It's adapted. It's different. Um, And no, I mean, obviously it's all, it's very interactive and very fun. Like I saw, I remember I saw it in like. 2000 early 2000s when they did it at Circle in the Square so it was like a that was a really fun I'm show sure to see was, in a three, sure it was I think they did it in three quarter round which was really 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 yeah. fun um Joe yeah what's your last pick okay uh my last pick is going to be Matilda the musical um now Matilda was uh uh we all know a book by Roald Dahl and uh, then a great movie starring Mara Wilson mm-hmm. and Danny DeVito uh, and then uh, b- a bunch of years later, 
uh, Tim Minchin wrote the the music and lyrics for it. And if you're unfamiliar with Tim Minchin, he is a uh, an Australian musical comic uh, who is by the one of the most brilliant lyricists yeah. uh, out there right now. The way he Minchin Minchin seriously, <laughs> he the way he <laughs> Minchin Minchin he. Uh, his experimental wordplay is like high up there with some of the greatest lyricists I've ever heard. Yeah. I genuinely think Tim Minchin could, and I know a lot of people say this about a lot of different people, but I truly see a lot of Sondheim. Uh, but Matilda, if you're unfamiliar, is the story of uh, of a little girl who, because uh, I, I think maybe due to her circumstance of being so harshly neglected, uh, with such a strong, she's she's a very smart, intelligent girl who through all of her abuse, she has like awful parents and uh, awful school life. Like the 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 principal at her school, the Trunchbull, is like this evil woman, and she one day discovers she has uh, telekinetic abilities. And what I love so much about the musical is that it rarely leans on the telekinetic stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it's much more about just a hyper intelligent girl who is like just so too smart for her own good. And so when they give these little effects of the telekinesis, just like, Oh, a little, yeah. a cup gets knocked over. We're all like, Oh my God, she did it. She did yeah. the thing. Um, but, and then, oh yeah, and then how she finds a con she finds connection with her teacher, Miss Honey. How it's she's the only like positive, true positive influence in her life, and how like through f being able to make this positive connection with another strong, powerful woman in her life, like discovers her own inner strength. It, it's it's so beautiful. It's such an iconic story for young women. Uh, and then this musical, I mean, to continue with the trend of today, this fucking musical slaps, man. Like it, it's so good. I will say the opening number is a little slow. Like it's a little, like it's a little bit of a buildup to get there. But once that happens, but like that's Tim Minchin. He's going to give you, he's going to like give you a musical story. Like not just in the lyrics. He's going to, he's going to give you one instrument, then two instruments. Like yeah. he's gonna, he's going to lead you in so beautifully. Like the orchestrations in this show are fucking brilliant. The set design, gorgeous, fucking cool. I love that. It's like, kids and then they have adults playing older kids yeah so like that's really oh, really cool. really fun yeah. Yeah. uh all right it's time to cut some shit now okay okay wow. so, so you're both cutting three each and then uh, i'm oh my gonna God, this is some if, power i'm gonna save one well what what happens when we agree on the first one who gets an extra one because at the Can same I time let's just do it ready okay one, ready two. one two three hamilton, hamilton. bye oh, oh no <laughs> <laughs> we lied we lied! Hamilton. Maybe I'll save well, it. Well, no, oh, I mean, <laughs> there's still five more to cut. All right, so okay. what else are we going to cut? Are you going to collaborate on your cuts? No, I, I no, think no, we I think should. That was the only one that we'll, we'll collaborate yeah. on. And that okay. We'll, we'll, do well whose separate. cut was that? Both of ours. No, it's a, I mean, Someone, I'll, I'll give up. I'll, I'll use one of my no, cuts whatever. for it. Let's cut Fun Home. It's got fun okay. home. I really like it, but I don't think the music. Oh, uh, I really thought the we were gonna get fun home slap. in there. I'm sorry, the music doesn't slap. I'm gonna cut. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna cut one of my own too. I'm gonna cut Matilda. Okay. I'm gonna. I love the show. I just wanted to get that out there as it being. It's a really great show. Check it out. Uh, and Tim Minchin is going to go on to write some of the best musicals ever, guaranteed. Brett, I'm gonna cut Rocky Horror Show. Oh no. no. Okay, then I won't. All right. No, 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 you can. For being more popular as a movie. 
Mm. Okay. Oh, you know what? That's having actually more, very, very, more very cultural fair. Import as a movie. And sorry, Jeff, we didn't read. Like, we kind of skimmed it. It's very long. But like what you said, it. And we we happen to save it for the end, well, and we're like running on time. I know yeah, that. I know, but like, and Jeff, what you said about about the show w- was quite quite good. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, also about sort of like it's, if that would if it were to be if we were going to talk about like the best musical movies, one hundred percent that would be there. We would be insane to cut that from the list of musical movies. Yeah. Uh. All right. How many cuts do we have? One, left? two, three, four. So we each get one more. Yeah. Okay. I feel really bad but that's i think okay. i'm gonna cut bloody bloody Henry oh that's Jackson. fine you know, that's i great. think yeah it's I, it sounds really cool i'm sure no, it's fucking I, I awesome was, i was gonna cut it because it is a lesser a lesser show all right what's our last cut i'm gonna cut um what do you you can do it you can do the cut because you I'll, i can take the cut i can do the hamilton one i, I really enjoyed okay cutting hamilton i'm gonna cut tick tick boom okay sure sure i'm gonna okay. get that out of here uh yeah i'm not very familiar with it i'm sorry audience um yeah, I I'm sure it's fine, but I'm looking at the rest of this list, and no, I'm just like, just I just can't cut these. I'm looking at these. My I just I simply can't. We just cut. Yeah. We, Does the audience have ways. suggestions for what to save? Hamilton or Blood, Bloody Bloody, Bloody Andrew Rocky Jackson? Horror. Rocky Horror. Uh, Rocky. Wait, what does racist Jason want to say? Oh, don't do what he says. No, I I'm <laughs> I'm trying to see if he. Oh no, not racist, Jason. It was Grey Wolf that said this. Yeah. This isn't the best musical that is not a great movie. But you, okay. I think it wants us to. I feel like that's to save. I feel Rocky like horror. I feel like that's that's some sass. So uh, hey, yeah. I'm picking the Rocky Horror. Why? Show. I'm saving oh, it. Okay. Why? What out of it? What like? Okay. I mean, it's better than Hamilton. Yeah, fair. Right. Yeah. Did you want me to save Hamilton? No. No. We got to no. get danger back you here. Tur- you want us to turn this car around back to the Museum of Tolerance? There's gonna be a part three, and we'll get danger. Oh, no, I will. We'll get, we'll get danger, danger and us and Brett. I'm, I'm busy that day. <laughs> on the same. Now you can do it. You'll make it. Come on, it'll be two against one. I promise you that. There ain't no way I'm siding with him on anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. In just a matter of moments, the uh, the poll will be up. I just uh-huh. need to tick, tick, boom, take that. the shit that got cut. The poll is up right damn now. And by that, I mean... Oh, we should do the best musical flops. Did you see did, Spider-Man? I did. I, I did. did. I did. I we might have seen very different productions of it. I think I saw it closer I to the it. end of its run. I saw it. Before the, I saw it before the like six month like rehaul. Oh, you saw it before the guy died. Did you see? Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say. Did you see? You saw the original die? guy that he died. That I thought he just like got, no. I thought he was just like stru- severely I, not well. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm almost certain someone def like died. Yeah. Like, how long are we gonna leave this poll up? I ask every week, and every week it's three minutes. What kind of stuff almost made your list, but ultimately did not? Uh, I was I almost brought Dreamgirls in. I mm. almost brought that. Uh, I almost brought in the color purple. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's some of the other? See, ones? I could fuck with a list cast that's musicals that were made into movies. That's or movies made into musicals. Yeah, because that's I, absolutely one of like my favorite niche categories. Yeah. Is like I truly have a great time, good or bad. I have a great time going to see how they adapt movies into musicals. Yeah. Like, I am dying to see Pretty Woman the musical. Yeah. Dying to see Pretty Woman the musical. Weird, I'm not. I heard it's really good. <laughs> I've heard the early reviews are you like, like it's all really good. I truly don't. I famously hate Lestat, hate Rent. I, oh, puppy. I, uh, what are some of the other things that I've seen that I'm like, oh, fuck that thing. 
Um, I don't like Phantom or Cats or School of Rock. The musical was pretty bad. Uh, Phantom's awful. Yeah, Phantom's like really awful. All right, it's time. It hasn't been 316. Oh, yeah, it has. Oh, How did it shake out? Is Rocky Horror Show yeah, still number is. one? Oh, number one. The audience wins. Yeah, I... Rocky Horror Show. Honest to God, if it were a different, uh, I swear to God, if Joseph had taken it, like if it were any of the other audience (laughs) picks, any of them that were deleted and brought back, like. I'm never coming back. (laughs) You have to do the one with danger. And then, uh, yeah, Little Little Shop Shop of Horrors is second. And then everything else has either three or four votes, except Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor (laughs) Dreamcoat, which only has two. We should have just caught that. (laughs) <laughs> yep. But if I had saved Hamilton, you know Hamilton would have what, what, won. You would have saved Hamilton, if or you, would it have? Or if, what? If you like, didn't take Rocky Horror, you would have saved Hamilton. Uh, just because I'm, I'm not like it's got, it's got to be part of the vote. It's gonna at have some to point. be up there somewhere. Like, no, it doesn't. That's the bit. <laughs> That's the bit. We'll It'll have skate by eventually. It'll skate by eventually. We'll get Danger back here, and we'll. It's gonna happen. And we'll settle this once and for all. I really just want his descriptions and explanations to get longer and longer as if we don't. <laughs> is it like he just like doesn't get the bit? Like he's like, no, but like it's really good though. It's like, yeah. He's gonna cry when I text him and tell him that Hamilton got kicked off again. Ah. <laughs> you fuck up. Oh, I'm well, not. this was a lot of fun. It was. Thank this you. Was for, fun. Thank you for bringing me back. Hey, thank you for coming back. <laughs> hey. We'll have you on other stuff, too, yeah. at some point. Uh, hey, what do we have to plug? Joe K has oh my God. a new show. By the time you're listening to this, not by the time you're watching this, but next week if you're watching this, but by the time you listen to this, Joe K oh my God. has a new I, podcast on the network. Here. It's finally here. We, it is. We, we, I've, we've, been wait, we've been laying in wait. We've been ladies in waiting yes. for it to happen. The new podcast, OK Work, uh, another new uh, RuPaul's Drag Race recap show on the Unpops Network. I'm so excited to for it to come out. The first episode's with Kyle Shire and then we have upcoming guests like Brandy Posey uh, past Unpops people like we have Samir Suri who we all know and love Uh, we've got Katie Merriam Merriam. coming up we've got Lindsay Adams Madison Shepard we have great LA comedy people coming in sitting down with me we watch Drag Race and then we recap it for you and oh my god does it get a little heated it's really fun uh, a lot of fights. Is this, is this season of uh, Drag Race heating up? We are no. Well, we are current. <laughs> uh, I'm currently recapping uh, season four of Drag Race, doing a little bit of a retro uh, review on that. I was uh, more of a season five girl to but... figure it out. Ugh, asshole. Uh, are you really? Do you like the show? No, I've never seen a second. Asshole. <laughs> the best show on television um so if you want to follow us on social media it's at okworkpod on twitter and instagram uh if you're an unpop subscriber i'm sure you're, you're seeing it in the feeds uh please listen please be kind and if uh you've never watched drag race it's a real fun place to start uh season four was the very first one i ever watched so look it up find it watch it look it up hey brett what do you have to plug look it up lock it in Spotify.com slash the last five years original <laughs> cast recording. Um, make your li- OCT. Listen, listen to it with your partner and then decide to get split up. <laughs> um, nothing, man. Um, hey, man, if you like sports, <laughs> if you like sports, listen to uh, Adam's podcast, Sport Horse. But if you also like other sports, uh, you know, I work at Yahoo Sports. I produce podcasts for them, MLB, 
NFL fantasy football. College. Oh, is baseball still happening? It is. Mm. Uh, there's a Dodger game this evening. Yeah. Um, anyways, I don't know. I don't know you know, I'm about. working over there, just making some good stuff, making some good content for the giant for Yahoo Sports, baby. Just you know, pitching, pitching it, and throwing it, and catching it, and scoring a touchdown <laughs> with podcasts. <laughs> are you Follow making? Me. Are you making any baskets? Are there ba- no, are yeah, ba- making baskets? Started, yeah. Basketball hasn't started. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, yeah. Follow me on Twitter at Brett Raider. Oh, yeah, my Twitter, at Joe Charles K. Oh, yeah, my Twitter, at Adam Todd Brown. Also, end of the month at the Hollywood Hotel, there is a live oh. PUI Ooh. podcast. It's where we come out, we do stand up sober, and then we go get fucked up and we go record a live podcast for the people that we then record and uh, <laughs> uh. give out to the world to hear y'all if you want to see the infamous hollywood hotel bathroom where so many of your favorite past guests have thrown up it's a oh, really yeah. nice bathroom it I is super nice the bathroom. nicest bathroom at any comedy show i've ever gone to yeah it's a hundred percent true it's probably the nicest public bathroom in los angeles that's very that's I very would, likely i would spend a night there and be like oh this isn't bad it's a bathroom but it's this bathroom so yeah yeah, yeah. at least so the come floor out for that is... if nothing else i yeah. wouldn't stay there for the night no I would no rent harm. it. No harm to the Hollywood Hotel, but it's like right next to a bunch of hospitals. You're not going to get a good night's sleep. I yeah. lived in that area. I lived a few blocks away. Lots of, if you're looking for a restful night, you got to go up to like the 100th floor mm. of some place. So go up to the 100th floor? Don't know floor? what I'm talking about. Shut up. Hey, the show. we should get out of here. All right, Joe, yeah. say goodbye. Oh, bye. Brett, say goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. We love you. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>